in 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Lance Loya with us here just uh, in Orlando, just in, down in Florida. It's a little warmer there than it is here <laughs> in Minnesota right now. I, I, I imagine it's like uh, we got cold snap, it was like 10 below right now. So, but uh, um, thanks. Not for 10 below here. here. <laughs> no. What is it there? Uh, it was 82 a few. Uh, oh, man. Look, yeah, so that's a a, almost 100 degree difference there. So um yeah i'll take that but uh what are you gonna do i guess i i, I could always just move right like <laughs> yeah, you know there's more to life than weather yeah no for sure yeah the seasons are nice that's for sure i guess you know that's that's what we i think we 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 tell ourselves that to to convince ourselves that the winters are worth it so but yeah uh, the snow is good the cold is is brutal but uh, we're not here to talk about the weather. So uh, um, with championship leadership is the name of the podcast. What what's what comes to mind for you? Because uh, I know you got a, a book called The We Gear, um, which is, you know, trying taking uh, a team and and uh, showing them how they can work together. Um, not the me gear, but the we gear. Right. Right. So, right. Um, what's uh Yes. And I think that's like fits right in with our conversation when we talk about championship leadership. I think that that falls right in line with that. So I'm interested to hear what your your definition of championship leadership is. Nate, I appreciate you starting off the uh, the podcast with a softball question. (laughs) Absolutely. That's a hard question. I don't think it is a softball question. Being silly, of course, that's a difficult question. It's so relative um, to what, you know, championships says to me. I think championship leadership is uh, is purpose driven leadership. You're working towards an objective, and the objective being that championship. Now, what you define championship as, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's leading your team, um, but to really, you gotta to be a champion. You gotta be able to lead yourself too. So, yeah. I yeah. think ultimately, for me personally, championship leadership is uh, you know it's it's creating synergy, maximizing whatever team you do have whatever that team is. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and I love that. And I, I continue to ask it because I always get a different answer. Maybe if I get like, 
10 people in a row that give me the same answer, I'll stop asking the question, but it's always fun to hear, you know, we're almost 350 episodes in and, and I always get something a little bit different. So, um, yeah, there's no wrong answer. I don't think you ever had a bad answer. Uh, no, not really. Not that I can think of someone, some, there might've been some lazy answers in there, a handful of like, just kind of gave me, (laughs) I don't know, maybe I just gave you a broad. No, I don't think so. Not at all. No, that's not what I was saying at all. But, uh, you know, for the most part, no, I mean, everybody gives, uh, something a little bit different. So that's, it's, that's awesome because, you know, what is leadership, right? It is, it's, it's so many different things and, you know, there's so many different factors and characteristics and, and, uh, and it looks a little bit different depending on every person as it should, right. Cause we're all yeah. individuals, but uh, yeah, every circumstance is different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, very fluid too. Yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you share a little bit about your story for the listener and who you are, kind of the path you've been on. I know you, you you've written nine books and, and you got a 10th one on the way and uh, you're a speaker. And so, yeah, tell us a little bit more about you and kind of how you've gotten to where you are and, and what it is that you're up to today. Uh, former student athlete, former collegiate and high school coach. Uh, what athlete, what, what sport? I was a basketball uh, player. Uh, okay. Once upon a time, high school was a multi-sport athlete, which I continue yeah. to advocate for because I think there's just yeah. carryover. Um, and you are able to use those various skills. You take and apply them in life. And that, that's yep. probably a big part of whatever success I've had in life is, be- life is because of that. Uh, I was coaching, got out of coaching through a really unexpected uh, turn of uh, events. Uh, I had a player win an award when I was coaching. It was uh, the... All State Good Works Award. It was for student athletes who went and uh, used their uh, position as a student athlete to make a positive difference in their community, which is what we all want. Every coach wants that, right? Yeah. Uh, On a flight home from watching that athlete win the award, I had a bad flight. A lot of turbulence scared me. And I really thought, what if this plane goes down? What would be the last bit of advice I'd want to leave my own daughters? What would be that one nugget of wisdom I could implant in them? And I started thinking about the young man who won the award. And, you know, he wasn't the best player in our team, wasn't the leading scorer, wasn't very fast, wasn't very tall, couldn't shoot yeah. that well. <laughs> in fact, I didn't even play him that much. I feel guilty. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but he's a great teammate. He loved being a yeah. part of the team and everybody in the team loved being around him. They loved this company. And I thought, there's the advice I, I want to give my own daughters. Just just be a good teammate. You'll be all right mm-hmm. in life. You'll, you'll always have a purpose in your life because good teammates serve the needs of their team. Yeah. Uh, you always have financial security. Uh, companies can't wait to hire someone who's selfless and puts the needs of the company ahead of any self-serving agendas. And then, you know, you, you always have a, a support network because people enjoy being in your company. So, you know, how do you convey those deep thoughts to a kindergartner? That, that's, those are some abstract thoughts. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, I drew pictures. I came home off that flight. I sat down at my, my little home office, what I had back then, and sketched out these very rudimentary drawings of what I thought it meant to be a good teammate. And I wrote out very simple sentences. My, my daughters were learning to read. So they used what were, what were called uh, sight words back then. I used as many yeah, right. words as yeah. I could to write these sentences. And I printed off our little inkjet printer, what we had back then and folded <laughs> it in half. And I put it on the kitchen counter thinking that would be something I'd stuff away in my, uh, you know, my sock drawer in case something ever happened to dear old dad. Well, as those yeah. things go, my wife showed it to her friends who showed it to their friends and it became a published book. It was a children's book called oh, Be a Good Teammate. Man. And that really launched into uh, 
a change of career for me. I started getting asked to come speak at schools and uh, children's book festivals. I was completely out of my element. Yeah. But everywhere I went, the same That's thing awesome. would play out. There would be somebody, some adult who would come over to me and would say, you need to write an adult version of this book because we got some people that work here or people work in my company who don't know what it means to be a good teammate. And I heard that enough times, I eventually took the plunge and I did write uh, my first adult book. So you said nine books, all nine of my books are on one single topic. And that's, that's unusual. Um, yeah. All about the art of being a good teammate. And I really do think there is an art to this. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. That's a, that's an incredible story too. So, wow. Very cool. What, uh, who, who have been some of the championship leaders, uh, in your path that you've, that you've, you know, been on for as long as you've been around that have impacted you, you know, directly, indirectly. And it's always just more so about what stands out from those people than who, but you feel yeah. free to share who they are, but yeah, some characteristics that, of these individuals that, that have really stuck out to you. I think everybody has their own personal Mount Rushmore. I mean, you think of the, the monument to Mount Rushmore, it's those four presidents who at least at the time had the biggest impact on our country. The yeah, right. of America. Yep. I think we all as individuals have our own personal mushroom as we age. And I like that. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, different that's, stages that's in life, your faces get replaced. Uh, they're mm -hmm. not necessarily etched in stone. Yeah. Uh, but every one of them impacts you. And for me, I wrote, oh, <laughs> I, I don't want to plug my books constantly. It's not what I'm trying to do. But uh, I did write right. a book on this topic. Yeah, that's a part of, yeah. My book, yeah. Building Good Teammates, the subtitle was, uh, you know, your personal Mount Rushmore. And the four men who I had or my Mount Rushmore were my father, um, my, uh, my college coach, my boss, and then uh, my coach when I played overseas, who I also worked for eventually. Okay. And it, what they all had in common, they all really uh, had a different perspective on trust and how that was such an important uh, virtue in my life and how I perceived it, how I, mm -hmm. much I trusted, you know, my father, we had a, we had a challenging relationship and, uh, you know, I learned a lot from him. Sometimes it was what to do. A lot of times it was what not to do. Sure. So, yeah. you know, really it scoped trust, uh, with, uh, the coach I played for, which he overseas, he taught me, uh, how to be trusting, how to trust others. And that that's yeah. hard to do sometimes because you yeah. become jaded by previous life experiences. Uh, my coach taught me how to, uh, how to really build trust with others, the, the actions you got to take and the words you need to say and how you treat people is how you build trust, especially with subordinates. And then, uh, you know, my boss, my first boss I had, Tim was, uh, I just, man, you want to talk about being blessed. Yeah. I have another boss. I probably, am an accountant or I don't know, an engineer or something, yeah, right? right. He had such an impact on my life and he was so good. And, uh, you just learned how to trust him, how to trust people. And, uh, and that's what I got from that. Uh, so yeah. those people, that's what they, who they were and yeah. how they impacted me. Love it. Yeah. That's, that's great. I love our personal Mount Rushmore. Love it. What's, um, and trust so huge, right? And I mean, it is, it's, especially in re any relationship, it's, I don't know, it's very, very high towards the top of the list, right? To have yeah. a powerful relationship is, is trust. And especially in leadership, definitely with leadership, if you're going to be willing to follow someone, there has to be a high level of trust as well, right? 
I mean, competence certainly plays into it. Yeah. But you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna value you're not gonna see their competence if you have not built a relationship that's uh, you know yeah, right. building trust. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, what's um what's your vision? Because I believe championship leaders have incredible vision and courage to take action on it. Um, I was I was about to say you know it's probably different than when you were a coach to when you are now, but at the same time, it, it may not be. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to hear what your vision is and, and the impact that you want to make more so from that, uh, in what you do today as an author, as a speaker. I think I've reached a point in my life where I have, um, I have discovered genuine purpose. Um, and I, I am happy. It's not, that I wasn't necessarily happy before, but my, you know, my understanding, I think of happiness has evolved as I've aged and the more I get into what I do now. That I do see what I do is having a purpose in this world, and I look at so much of the divisiveness, whether it's you know the political uh, divisiveness or things that come to um, you know racism or uh, sexual discrimination, those type of things, right down to like bullying in the school shootings. Uh, I really think that my work impacts that. it's such a, awesome. a, a array of different clients I get. Uh, you know, I'm sp- just the next two weeks. I'm speaking in elementary school. I'm yeah. speaking, I spoke at a corporate event uh, this week, and you know, I spoke at a gala. There's lots of very, very wealthy, influential people in there, and yeah. they're trying to raise dogs, uh, uh, raise money for uh, uh, service dogs for the military. Okay, tremendously. Yeah. I really get behind that. I know I yeah, believe absolutely the value yeah. of that. Um, there, you know, there are 22 veterans commit suicide every day. That's a big problem. How are you going to solve that problem? Through teamwork, like all yeah. big problems right. are solved. So I think what I do is I have, uh, I have packaged an age old solution in very appealing manner in this mm-hmm. art of being a good teammate because anybody can be one. Um, and I think that's, you know, I'm searching for opportunities to continue to do that. And a lot of times I feel like Johnny Appleseed, I, more <laughs> places I plant that seed, the bigger impact uh, I think it has in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> and I mean, there's the impact that sometimes you can see, and then there's the impact that you that we absolutely make that we we don't see and we don't even know about that's so powerful as well. And the way you do that is by doing what you're doing, right? Just getting out. and uh, communicating a message that that helps so many people that I suppose you know and and a lot that you will never know yeah Um, yeah yeah you hope you hope you know and and, yeah absolutely and I feel uh, you know this will happen because it happens every every podcast I appear on or every every event I speak at uh, in a day or two I'll get an email or a dm from somebody hey you said something really made me change the way I think and I yeah. just want to say thank yeah. you for it. And I'm extremely humbled by that. Of course. But yeah. I feel like check. Yeah. I mean, that's the proof. Mission right accomplished. That, you know, there's those people that you don't even know that are listening that do. And and every now and then you get that, that proof um, to know that you are making a difference. Sometimes you need it, right? It probably comes at the right time sometimes because we all can have limiting beliefs or self-doubts sometimes on whether we're making a difference or not. And Usually those are, are very well-timed messages that we'll get uh, at yeah. times as well. So I mean, there's somebody listening to this right now who is miserable at their job. 
Yeah. Miserable. And they're, they're not getting along with their coworkers. Their coworkers are toxic or selfish. And you got a boss who's either toxic or micromanaging. And they're just that, that person is miserable and it's, it's, you know, robbing them of a quality life. And maybe that person just needs to hear what I have to say. And, um, you know, just, it, it sparks an idea with them. You know what? I can't control those things. I can't control my coworkers. I can't control my boss, but I believe in what my company does. I believe in why I'm here. I can be a good teammate that I yeah. can't control. Yeah. hundred percent. And that would, yeah. By being a good teammate, you shift the focus from yourself to others. And when you do that, like your whole perspective can shift. You forget it might be in a job that you hate, but uh, when you start to put that focus on, being on the team or others, uh, you kind of tend to forget about some of those things. And and maybe actually a perspective around the job that you hated now becomes one that you that you love because of the people. Sure. That you're with, I think right? that happens. Yeah. I think it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's shift gears just a little bit. And I know you've listened to some podcasts. Maybe you're already prepared for this, but I love hearing stories of people and, you know, when they're in a critical moment in their life and kind of that fork in the road and trying to decide which way to go. Um, you've decided how you did, which has you where you are today. But had you decided differently, you could be in a very different place. Obviously, I know. And a lot of times people have already shared this moment before they get into it. Maybe you did with 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 the, the turbulence in the plane and everything. But we also have many of these moments, I think, throughout our life. And, and there's just power for the listener to hear if they're in that moment themselves, you know, how others have chosen uh, during that moment. So is there something that comes to mind you could share? Ah, so many moments yeah. that you, what's, there's a, there's a country song. I'm not a big country fan, but I, I do like you know, stories of country music. And yeah. there's a Garth Brooks song about, um, you know, thank God for unanswered prayers. Uh-huh. And, you know, he wished he had that girlfriend so bad. And then he found the real love of his life years later. And he just, yeah, you know, right. And I think there's a lot of moments like that. When I was younger and I was in high school, I was picking the colleges. Uh, I really, I got accepted into NYU's uh, film school, the Tisch School of the Arts. And I thought I would be, uh, I thought I'd be, you know, maybe an actor and make films. And, uh, you know, at the time there were people like Spike Lee and we're just gone through school there. Um, So I thought that that might be a good path and ultimately ended up deciding to play basketball and went to another school. Um, and I always look back sometimes, well, I see those actors and I see their bios or I look on IMDb and oh, they were at the Tisch School or they went to NYU and I think, wow, yeah. that would have been it. And you feel regret, but then you look where you're at life now and you think, you know, I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And then once I did get into college and I had a chance to uh, uh, transfer um, and uh, I had a chance to go to University of Kentucky, <laughs> I wasn't a good enough player. Yeah even though I played at the, my previous school, but my assistant coach or an assistant coach at school I played had taken an assistant job at Kentucky. And uh, he said, well, we can get you in here, uh, but you'll have to be a student assistant, which is like, you know, a nice way of saying water boy. And yeah. I, like, my <laughs> ego was deflated and I didn't want to, you know, do that. Um, so I passed on that opportunity, but that team went on, they won a national championship. Now there were like four water boys or team managers on yeah. that team. Two of them coached in the NBA and two of them became major division one coaches. Yeah. Collegiate level. Wow. So you think, wow, if I would have done that, I, that could have been me. I mean, one of them coached the Lakers here. Yeah. Uh, 
and you think about that, but then I think, why wouldn't be where I am now? And I got to believe that all those life choices were meant to put you where you are now. And I love life. I love where I am and I, and I love what I do and I see purpose in it. So I don't know if there's one single moment. There are a series of moments I look back on, but I've just matured enough, I think, or I don't know, grown enough in life to think, ah, that wasn't my path. This is my path. Right. I mean, you're ex-military. Have you experienced that in your life? Yeah. I mean, we could play the what if game all day long, right? Um, that's, that's a young man's game that you just yeah. you learn it that's that's wasted time yeah. right i mean i think you you put it perfectly it's just everything that you've done has you where you are today and everything that you've done has prepared you for what you do today even if you didn't realize it at the time you can look back and be like oh that's why i had to go through that so that i could be able to do what i do today yeah um so yeah it doesn't I, I, i'll give you a real quick example when I, uh, I didn't finish my degree in college, I had to go back and take a couple classes. I met someone in one of my classes who said, uh, hey, you looking for a job? And this guy was like a non-traditional student. So I thought, well, all right, what factory does this guy work at? But he worked at a radio station. He said, we're hiring. Uh, I think you'd be good at it. So I worked at a radio station when I was just out of college. Yeah. Uh, and our, eventually our, our station got sold and I got fired. We all lost our jobs. <laughs> yeah. But that experience has made me very comfortable answering a phone and oh, things like yeah. this. I, right. I feel comfortable with this because yeah. of that. Yeah, absolutely. I bet. Um, prime example. What, uh, as we start to wrap this up, if there's one or two things that you, know, you could share with the listener, if they were to implement today, help move their life forward today, what would that be? Uh, I would say two things. The first is... Uh, understand that you are part of a team all of us are and you know and that team is is expanded as far as you want it to that Mm -hmm. team may be the place where you work it may be the community you live in it may be your church your social uh, network your circle of friends maybe your family but because of that those are all teams when you think of them as teams you understand you have a responsibility to be a good teammate now you've got a you've got to come up with an understanding or a definition of what that means. That's how you set your standard. And for me, that standard is what I call the we gear. Now we all start life in the me gear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything's about me, 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 what's in it for me? How's this benefit me? And that's the sole basis for every decision you yeah. make. And that is a surefire recipe for misery and regret. So um, you got these clutch moments in your life when you got to make those decisions I think to be a good teammate, when you come to those clutch moments, you make your decision based off of one question, what's best for my team? And then you, you, uh, you know, you respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the we gear. And that really is uh, the key to being a good teammate. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. Um, what is the best way for us to, you know, is there a main channel we can go to for you to, to find out more about you uh, what you do and i'm on all the normal uh social yeah. media outlets uh, probably more active on twitter it's yeah. at coach lance lawyer um my website is www.coachlawyer.com and uh, you know i'm on the others youtube yeah. facebook uh, easiest way google lance lawyer and yeah. they all pop up there Love it. Perfect. Well, we'll get those links in the, in the show notes for sure. And as you're listening right now, don't go anywhere if you've enjoyed this conversation and, and uh, we got 
the next episode coming right up with more incredible conversations on championship leadership and, and stories from, and experiences from others, just like Lance, uh, to help you along your journey and your path as well. So Lance, thank you so much for your time today. It was, it was a pleasure. Nate, thank you for having me. Absolutely. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife for 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I Invested in myself, I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader, I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer, we can do anything we Championship Leadership Podcast.